Welcome. Today's topic is about core values. At our company, we have a very strong culture. It's a word that is used very often when referring and talking about the brothers that just do gutters. But a strong and sustainable culture is usually built upon a foundation of values. And after our last episode, this felt like a good one to follow up with. All right. So at our company, we have seven core values. Ken, can you name them all? All of them. Uh, appreciation, communication, education, excellence, leadership, reputation, and worth. Pretty good core values. So do you remember how we came up with them? Yeah, we were in the old office. Yeah. We had uh, uh, two guys came uh, from Vermont. Yeah. Yeah, Ian, uh, Jay, Jay Lindars, and I forget and, uh, his buddy's name. His he had a buddy that specialized in this kind of stuff. And, w- and then, uh, they had us read a book beforehand. What was it called? The Big Zig or something like that. It was really cool. I can't remember, but it was a while ago. It was. I mean, we're talking fifteen years. Yeah. So fifteen years it was a ago, short, short, like maybe a short thing. So we had a, I think, a one or two day session with them. And they charged us a lot of money to come up with the core values. It was a lot of money at the time. But it was, it was right on the heels of knowing we were going to franchise and we had to get all of our stuff buttoned up. And they did this really cool exercise where they had our leadership team and maybe a couple others. And they basically just like kept asking us questions about who we are and what, 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 what's special about us and what is it about our company. And it was so cool that in that room, we started to come up with words like appreciation, communication, education, excellence, leadership, reputation, and worth. And we kind of fought over a few. I remember, uh, I think it was Marianne, she really loved worth, you know, that our people are worth it. You know, we're worth um, the extra money to hire our company, but, you know, we place worth in our people. So it was very cool. And um, and it was it was something that we really, I think over time started to embrace, but also you can easily forget about them. Yeah. And I also think a lot of these also came from, uh, feedback over the years too, of what was important, not just to us, but what was important to the people that were buying our products and services from us as well. Yeah. Uh, cause appreciation, we know it goes a long way, uh, not just with employees, but also with appreciating, uh, people for trusting us to do business with uh, with them, uh, appreciating them uh, for giving us uh, a good a five star Google review. Um, certainly, communication and home services is something that is really, um, you know, it's just people just don't pick up the phone, they don't call you back, they don't show up, they don't call you before they're on their when they're on their way. A lot of those things that we have intertwined into our system. Um, certainly education is a big one too, as education is like the heartbeat of what drives your culture, uh, creating that learning environment, uh, in an environment where people, uh, are all speaking that same language, uh, and are educated in with the same kind of books and, 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 and seminars and, uh, just all the things that you, uh, teach, uh, the people in your, uh, company that also manifests itself to your clientele mm-hmm. as well. So having those core values 
picking the core values and and there's other ones too we could go into more deeply as we go on here um i think is really the driving force of uh when people you hire uh come into your company they're gonna um you know it's one thing to have core values another thing to get people to really buy into them and actually you know it's not like throwing oh those are our core values on the wall but you never talk about them or you know they just get lost in the shuffle um so i think we do a pretty good job with that so it's interesting because on the last podcast i said how i have like a love-hate relationship with core values and i do i actually hate core values i think they're freaking stupid for most companies except when they're not and i've seen i've been in business a long time when you get companies that they're struggling with culture and then they come up with this list of words and they go and they hire a printer and they put them on the wall i think it's so stupid because it actually has nothing to do with their company, has nothing to do with their real core values. They just say, you know what, loyalty and uh, appreciation, pick any one of them. But I think for most companies, it's absolutely meaningless and it actually is undermining their culture because you got the two owners or whoever, one owner, I don't care who, and they put these words on the wall and now they're people that are walking through the door that are unappreciated by the uppers are seeing that appreciation is a core value. So I really do think unless you actually have core values that you live by, that you have no business of putting words up on a wall. And that's where I get angry about it. It's like, I just feel like so many people think that this is how they solve culture is by putting some words on a wall. Right. Uh, it's one thing to, to say it. It's another thing to do it. Uh, and that's basically what it comes down to. What we as leaders and leadership is one of our core values. Um, business has to be personal. And uh, that's what I said in the last podcast is, you know, how do our core values reflect that in our everyday life? Well, if you're taking your business personally, um, then that's going to reflect uh, who you are as a person. And I think when the core values reflect who you are and who the people are in the company as people and the values that they have that are I- instinctual and that makes sense, it's not just pick up a bunch of things, slap it on a wall. It's, you know, that's the core values that you have are the ones that you actually, uh, you feel passionate about it. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, uh, and because you feel passionate about it, it's something that you talk about not just, you know, you talk about it in your meetings and, yeah. you know, how can we show more appreciation towards one another in the workplace, towards yeah. our clients? How can we uh, manage our reputation better? Yeah. Uh, what are some of the things that we can do to create training opportunities for our employees that embrace these core values? Yeah. Um, and, and that's it. And, and, and then you have to constantly, the repetition of the training manifests those core values because it's constantly being going, going all going over it's, it's, and maybe you're not even mentioning, uh, reputation, but you're talking about Google reviews and you're training them on how to get Google reviews and yeah. how to create a five-star experience for, uh, the, the clients and why that's important for them to do it, right? Uh, why do I have to give a review? You know, if I'm an installer out in the field, why do I have to get the company a five-star review? Well, they you're should, our best chance if, of getting it. it. <laughs> and that's it, right? But if they're not trained on yeah. the core value and why it's important, the core value and why we're focused on that, 
then it's not going to be important to them. And then, yeah, it's just another word up on a wall. Uh, so how do we make those core values became, come alive within people's hearts and minds? Exactly. And there's a really cool exercise that I learned. So I, I just said how much I hate core values, but I, I also love core values. Core values are, it's kind of like core values and culture. There are these words that people throw around in business. And when it comes to culture, whether you're working on it or you have a good culture or a bad culture, whatever, you have a culture, whether you've been purposeful about it or not, there's a culture. And depending on the size of your company, you have subcultures. You know, for us, we have at least three to four subcultures between franchisees, between the call center, installers, uh, the marketing team. Like there's just, there's small subcultures, but they're dictated by the big culture and the core value. Core values are the same way. And um, the best thing that you can do, if, you, if you've tried to establish core values or you picked some off of a page and you don't feel passionate about it, a really cool exercise, and we can do it right now, is I want anyone who's listening to this, if you're the owner, or you work for a company and you're part of anything, I want you to think of the person in your company that you wish you could clone. If you could clone one person in your department, in your company, think of that person's name, all right? Now that you have their name in your head, all right, now start to th say why, you know, why do I want to um, clone Kevin over here? Well, because Kevin, he always is looking to get better. So is that one of our core values, you know, getting better? always willing to do more, always has a great attitude. Why do I want to clone him, right? So think of the people on your staff, and now you're going to start to go, oh, all right, these are our core values. This, this is what we are already doing. So I think for most of you, you, you have some core values, whether they're on the wall or not. There's reasons why you hire people and why you don't hire people. There's reasons why people don't work out, and it's typically because they don't share your core values. Doing the exercises to figure out what they are is the most important thing. Don't just pick words or something that you saw somewhere else. Um, I've been like dying to change our core values for a few years. I'm kind of like, all right, this has been cool for a while, but there's some some ones that are just becoming like more passionate about it. Um, but yes, hopefully that exercise helps you narrow it down. And, and I highly recommend doing it with a team. Have three, four people on your team sit around and you know talk about the person they would clone. And now what are those words? We did that in the call center loyalty was like the one that they just really just embraced. They're like, you know, I, I, this person, this person, this person, and the common thread was loyalty. So that's kind of one of their core values in the call center. Yeah. I think that's good. Cause, uh, it, it, it doesn't have to just be the, uh, you know, what the boss or the owner or whatever, you know, if you can get everybody bought in and involved in it, I think that's the start right there because, not only are you uh, identifying core values, but it becomes a we thing instead of an I oh, thing. Yeah. And, uh, and that's it. You know, the people that are feel passionate about, hey, it could be the word passion. You know, that could be. Oh, my gosh. That's a, that's, that could be a You've been a saying that for your passionate professionals. That's yeah. what we want. Passionate professionals. Right. And a passionate professional to us is somebody who cleans up the job site and doesn't leave screws on the ground or in the driveway. Yeah. Uh, who loves to read a book to get better. Yeah. Yeah, is is bought into the educational program, um, so you know somebody who cares uh, is some is, that could be a core value. Uh, fun that could be a core value because we do like to have fun. Uh, but you know, uh, 
there's a lot of things that we could uh, drill down here. Um, so one of the things here that we talked about is how to have an example of how you or someone in your team has de demonstrated one of our core values. Uh, so that, that comes through, you know, it starts with, I think core value starts with a mindset and an attitude. And, uh, and that's a lot of the reason why, uh, we, a lot of the ways to hire is based on that. You know, not everybody comes to the table with, gutter experience right what uh you know but uh you know if you can hire somebody based on attitude they're going to be the type of person that wants to figure it out wants to impress whoever their supervisor is uh wants to be a leader and, and move up the the pro the skills ladder program or uh be better at the sales process um you know and i always could tell like even a a, a solutionist you know, you could tell the difference between somebody who's going to bomb and who, but somebody's not. If they have an "I can" attitude, a "I can figure this out" attitude, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna go. Yeah. Um, but if they're going to give up, or when the going gets tough, and you have some tough things that you have to talk with somebody, and uh, they, for whatever reason, uh, can't make the changes that are needed to change and adapt, then that's how you know the 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 core values help to give you as a manager and as an owner uh, to uh, be able to hold people people accountable too. Yep. Of, you know, hey, you know, these are our core values, but your behaviors are not really exemplifying our core values and what we've trained and what we've talked about here. Uh, Absolutely. This, this needs to change. Otherwise, you know, you know, it's a, it's a, it helps you to, to, to hold people accountable to either, sh you know, shape up or ship out. That's right. So I have an awesome example of one of my favorite core values of ours is appreciation. I, maybe it's because it's the first one. And I can always remember it really fast. But appreciation to me goes so far. Um, and I've noticed, and if when you're sitting at the top, if you're the CEO or the president or the owner, you get the least amount of appreciation from people. You know, you get more appreciation from colleagues, you know, that like, because they know what it takes to build something than you actually do from the people that you're, you know, sacrificing building, building it for. and building <laughs> for. So what was so cool is on Thursday, I just got a random text from Mario, who's a head of uh, sales training and development for us at the franchise, just out of nowhere. Hey, man, wanted to thank... Oh, sorry, let me start over. Hey, man, just wanted to take a moment and thank you for inspiring me to continuous, continuously fill my bucket. I have been and already implementing these new and exciting concepts, and it's really resonating with people already. You to man. This was also me taking a moment to recognize positive things happening, also inspired by you. That was awesome. That was so awesome. Because these are small conversations. This was like me and Mario, I don't even know where we were talking, we just possibly just in the hallway. And I, I, I was telling him, like, when you're in a position of leadership, you have to think of yourself as a well, right? And in the beginning, like when you have a little bit of sales success and somebody goes to the well and has you asks you for help, you've got something to give. But if you're not continually growing, you're, they're going to come back to the well and you have nothing new. It's all dried and at up. some at some point, they're not going to be able to. They're not going to come back to you. And our goal and the purpose of anybody in leadership is to become better than you were 
yesterday. Most, you know, they say leaders are readers and all this other stuff, but it's true. Real leaders are constantly learning and honing in their craft. And they could, he's the best salesperson we ever had in our entire system, but he can't rest on that for the rest of his career. And it was just so cool that probably a few minutes that that turned into something meaningful for him. And then he embraced the core value of appreciation, just took a second and it made my day. I mean, that really made my day that's like, wow, these little conversations matter that we're investing in people. So that was a really cool example of somebody who works for the company, you know, embodying and, and um, showing one of our core uh, values. Another great example is uh, Luke Smith. Oh, my gosh. Full uh, of appreciation. Luke Smith is, uh, he is Mr. Appreciation because every month, pretty much every month, Luke will call us up and uh, he'll say, hey, I just want to thank you guys for franchising your business. And, you know, and it's, it's not, it's, it's heartfelt and meaningful uh, that he does, you know, the way that he does it uh, because of the impact that the business and the brand has had personally in his life. And, and it wasn't always smooth sailing, especially when he first started up. I mean, he hit some rocky patches and, uh, and, and, and now he has this unbelievable team and business, uh, and, and, and business throws you curve balls here and there. And certainly we all go through that. And Luke certainly has, but still like clockwork, his appreciation is like <laughs> through the roof. And that means a lot because like Brian said earlier, you know, you don't have a hundred free franchisees calling you every month to say that uh you know it's a random and, ones it's and, nice it's and, nice and every once in a while you do get that email or that text message or yeah that and that is is and that's when you know you have the, the culture is good because you're getting feedback of appreciation from people from all different uh positions or or roles in the company that uh, appreciate what what has been done and how it's changed their life and and that's really our heart is to help people to reach their personal goals to change their life um, so one of the things that we talked about we touched on a little bit earlier is when someone on our team is not upholding yeah. our brand core values yeah. what do we do <clears throat> I love this I think this is super important when you have core values that actually mean something to you and your team and you're actually living by them, they are your litmus test. This is the filter that you look at everything, right? Excellence, right? If we're supposed to clean out some gutters on a house, but they didn't clean out, they didn't clean off the debris on the roof, well, we didn't charge for that. I'm sorry. Well, that's not excellence. You know what? then next time we need to charge for it. But we can't leave the debris on the roof because we were only supposed to do a gutter cleaning. Those are the filters that I want every employee to run through their brain when they're making a decision. You know, if they're talking smack about somebody else, is that really appreciation? Is that good communication to leave a meeting and say, well, that's never going to work? Well, that's not our value. Our value is communication right? So it is a litmus test. So every time you're going to do something or you say something or you're thinking about how to react to a client, to a peer, to a franchisee, this is a really good way to run it through. And like that, this is also, this is your script for hiring. You're trying to figure out, 
yeah, can they do the work? You know, they're, they're applying for a marketing job. Do they know how to use Illustrator, Photoshop, or a camera? That's all important. Those are the skills. But then it's about how do I ask questions around appreciation, communication, education, excellence? Because that's what I'm ultimately going to hold them accountable for. And that's ultimately what's going to end up having us part ways. And I've found that people that don't share the same values, we don't always have to get rid of them. They typically can get rid of themselves. Um, it's not always like, hey, man, you know, your leadership is just terrible. It's like, you know what? For whatever reason, they stick out like a sore thumb to everyone. When you have a great culture, you let that bad egg in and people start letting you know <laughs> pretty quickly. There's something about right about this person. So let's drill down on that, right? Because it's one thing to say all this this stuff about now how do you implement it into your business right a lot of people have a hard time and and this has been talked about a lot core values but having a systematic approach to how i build my culture around the core values is the only way that it's going to happen and how do you do that well you have to have you have to have reviews with these employees, you have to know these people and, and you have to get to know these people. And one of the ways that I find it uh, a, a good system for whatever department or how, if you're a manager, if you're a franchise owner, whatever, business owner, you have to make time in your schedule to hold them accountable to these core values. And I like to do it on a monthly basis, I think is the best way. Um, because you can't do it once a year, or every six months and really get to know the heartbeat of somebody. You have to know who this person is, and you have to sit down with them, you have to have good communication, uh, having um, a lot of people use WhatsApp as a communication tool within their company, or a tool like that, like Slack, uh, to have a communication tool within your company so that you know each department can communicate and the managers can communicate so the management team is all on the same page. And having that kind of communication devices are good to be able to hold people accountable. And in those reviews, there has to be a program. We have a skills ladder program that holds our installers accountable to the hard skills and the soft skills. So when I do a monthly review, I'm going through every little thing to see, all right, great, you've done your training in the LMS system, but are you proficient in what you've learned in the LMS system? You know, because I'm getting bad reviews coming in here that we're going over here and so-and-so said that we didn't clean up or we didn't, we've had an elbow that's come undone five times in a row and we just keep putting more screws in it and it's not fixing it, right? So I'm holding people accountable, not just to, hey, yeah, that's great that you did all these things, but if you, just because you did it doesn't mean that you're proficient in it and that it's actually trans, it's not translating into excellence, it's not translating into reputation. Uh, a reputation. Appreciation it's, it's, of your opportunity. It certainly isn't translating into worth. Uh, and, uh, you know, as far as leadership's concerned, how can I give you a raise if you can't f- get this stuff cleaned up? But we can't have those kinds of conversations around core values if we're not setting up a platform in which we can keep those people accountable to the core values and to the program that we've set forth. And if you don't have that in a company, you're not going to be able to establish the culture that you want. And to add to what Ryan is saying, you're not going to be able to weed those people out that don't want to 
a change and adapt and conform to the values that we're trying to instill and create the best experience for our clients. So I, I think the best way to establish core values is, and in full disclosure, we do not have our core values written on any wall. You know, we actually don't do a great job of bringing them up all the time, having them on the wall and all that, something that, you know, and that's my love-hate relationship with it. Because if anybody that works here, if they read our core values, they know that these are because we live them. So if you really want to establish a baseline of excellence, like you, it's just in place. It's, it's, think of it this way. If you ever go to a friend's house and they open the door and you see all their shoes lined up neatly, the house is immaculate, you flick off your shoes because you can see it. You're like, whoa, you know, you're like the one plate that's on the counter looks so out of place because everything is clean. So just by the atmosphere and the environment and the level of excellence you already have, people then go, oh, I need to take off my shoes. Oh, I better clean up after myself. It's like, but if you walk into a house that's a mess, you're, you're going to keep your shoes on because one, you don't want the cat and dog hair all over. You might get a disease. You're just, you're going to treat your environment the way it is. So if there is a culture of appreciation, like people that, like let's, there's some people that they just have foul mouths. They swear all the time. But once in a while, they get around people and they go, wow, nobody here is talking like that. And they all of a sudden start to curb their own actions because they noticed something different. So that's why I'm like, you know, I, once in a while I want to put the core values on the wall, but I still wanted to change the core values. I want to get down to like three to five core values. I really think that would be awesome so that everyone could remember them and it would be easy. But we live them every single day. When somebody asks, hey, this person is having an issue, and, and, uh, and I say, you know what? Give them their money back. They go, whoa. And they saw it in action. So however you react as a leader, if I appreciate my people and I tell them how much they mean to me, then they see that in action. So the best thing that you can do if you have some core values is, is make sure you're living them. I would highly recommend make sure you're living them before you put them on the wall so you don't look like a hypocrite. But I, I believe whether you write them down, whether you have them on the wall, you are living some sort of core values. And if you have great culture and great retention, sometimes the exercise is as simple as figuring out what they are so that you can actually hold people accountable if they are breaking it. That's awesome. Um, but again, back to my original point is it's if you think it's going to be the magic bullet that saves your business by having some five words on the wall, you're grossly mistaken. Right. And uh, also, uh, holding yourself accountable to core values, is there ever a time to break them? Uh, yeah. When somebody who's in your company, who's not upholding those core values. Yeah. I'm not going to appreciate that person. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to appreciate that. moving gonna, on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if they're not, if they're not the leader that, you know, I know that they have the potential to be, but they're just not cutting it. Uh, they're not striving for excellence on a job site and cleaning up or, uh, treating people with integrity when they're out with, on a sale and, and, and trying to, to sell them things that they don't need, you know, all those kinds of things is, is, you know, that's, that's when I break the core value, you know, uh, just because you have core values doesn't mean that you just keep speaking, you know, you know, I, you know, there's, it comes to a point where you got to stop casting your pearls before swine. All right. And that's it. That's what it really comes down to. I'm going to be really matter of fact, blunt about it because there are people like that, that we hire into our company and you don't get to know them, but in the first week, or maybe it's a couple weeks or maybe a couple months, uh, don't, 
tolerate people that aren't changing their behaviors uh, because it becomes infectious in a very bad way and it definitely will uh, undermine the core values that you strongly are investing in training into people to provide a great experience in the workplace but also a great experience for the people that are buying from you yeah uh, so that's definitely uh, a time that I but, I mean, even though that. you say we break it, we're still not necessarily breaking it. You know, we, we still, we're going to, as our business coach says, you know, we, we're going to invite them to be successful somewhere else. I mean, it's a very funny way to say it. But at the end of the day, yeah, I don't appreciate what they did. I don't have to appreciate them. But like you said, it's really, you know, you're, you've said this many times, your business will only ever be as good as what you're willing to tolerate. Your department will only ever be as good as what you're willing to tolerate. So if you let a few people in that don't hold some of the same core values and, you know, education's not important to them. They just want to punch a clock and they want to go home and shut off. I love, you know, Kevin. He, he's always learning. He's doing, he's reading blogs. He's reading, um, all sorts of things. He subscribes to enormous amounts of content because he, he's not just, he's trying to get better as a person, but he's also trying to learn how to be better at his job. He's not waiting to be on the clock to be like, okay, well, if you want me to learn how to do editing, you're gonna have to send me on a course and it's 300 bucks. He's like, I want to be better at editing. And he goes and takes the course and does whatever it takes. So, you know, when you see people embodying it, it's great. When you see people that are not embodying it, now you're starting to change your culture. You're letting your core values change from under you. When you have those people on your staff, it is definitely your core values will change. And then eventually those words you have on the wall that were meaningful three years ago, you let a bunch of bad apples in. And now there's just these stupid words that aren't true. Well, and the bad apples too. The bad apples typically are people that do not have values right? It's not even just about core values. It's about values, True. you know, because you could have whatever core values you want to put up on the wall uh, or, or that you want to have in your company. If the person that's coming into your company that doesn't have any values when it comes to a, you know, their compass of values within their heart and their head, uh, they're, they're going to be the ones that yeah. Either they need to learn to get values or they're going to, they're not going to last. True. True. So, um, we'll end on this, some practical things. If you really want the core values to go far in your company. And again, I, I wish we were better at this. Um, I think we live them really well. Uh, we, we have all sorts of culture awards and that's why people work here and that's why they refer their friends and everything. But when it comes to actually talking about them purposefully, we go through the roller coaster effect of we're really good at it for a few months and then we forget about it. But the best thing that I've seen work is when you incorporate a core value and it's the theme for the month. And anybody on your team, whether it's the marketing team, the installation team, you know, uh, August is appreciation month. And you have different people on your team lead off the meeting and talk about what appreciation means to them. So three, four, five, six times during the month, different people are presenting on it and you're hearing about appreciation as a core value. And then the next month, it's communication. So for us, if we were faithful with that, every seven months, we would get back to the original. That's one of the best ways you can continue to have that in there um, so that people understand it. And especially if you're going to hold them accountable in a, in a review that's going a little bit south, if it's the first time that they're hearing about your core values is in that review, you've really messed up. So core values, let's just wrap it up. For me, don't let it just be some words on a wall. Involve your team in coming up with them. 
If you could limit it to three or five core values, that would be awesome. And don't be afraid to have profit as one of your core values. Um, the first time I saw that, I was like, really? <clears throat> but none of it works if you don't have profit. When you're, you know, when you're making decisions for the company that make profitable decisions, then there's money to do all these other cool things that people want. So um, that, was a, that was the first time I ever saw that. And it, at first it had me go, oh, profit first. And it's like, yeah, we're in business to make profit so we can do all these cool things. So um, yeah, and hold true to it and, and make sure that you're using it as a litmus test. And if you're in any sort of leadership role, make sure that everyone, you're under a microscope. So if you do some shady stuff, that do not exemplify your core values. It's only going to um, blow up and everyone else will do it 10 times worse than you. All right. Thank you for joining this episode of Grow with the Bros. And uh, this was really cool. Core values, one of the most actionable items on this podcast for anyone who doesn't have them or doesn't really like them or the company's not embodying them, do a new exercise. Think of the people that you'd like to clone, come up with the words that describe them. And there you go. There's a really good place to start. And, you know, really hope you enjoyed this one. And whatever your values are, make sure that people know them. And rather than just writing them, the most important thing that you can do is actually live them.